In today's episode, we have the pleasure of interviewing Rhys Larkin, a 24-year-old university dropout that has left university to pursue entrepreneurship. Rhys is currently making six figures while traveling the world and serving his clients through his social media agency. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Rhys Larkin. gentlemen and welcome back to the grateful show today's episode is number 20 and we have the pleasure to have with us reese larkin how is it going man doing good man how are you guys yeah very very good despite the all the panic and the mess going on right now (laughs) everything is i know it's it's crazy it's crazy but you know it is what it is we just gotta remain positive and hopefully push through it exactly just do the things that we have to do and not just like exactly. procrastinate and yeah. find the excuses because of this, <laughs> isn't it? Where are you yeah, now, exactly. Riz, lo- location-wise? Uh, so right now I'm in uh, Bangkok, Thailand, enjoying the heat. Right now it's like 40 degrees, so I'm sitting on a balcony. You can probably hear some, some wildlife screaming oh, in the cool, background. Cool. Um, yeah, just enjoying life, uh, you know, traveling and working and hustling. Yeah, that's the goal, just to, to live where you want to live and just travel at the same time just to do your job. Just to do exactly. Thing, no, isn't exactly. It? It's a dream come true. Dream come true. I can imagine. Okay, I'll break the ice and address you the first question, which is, what are you grateful for today? What am I grateful for today? Um, well, definitely, I'm grateful for the friends that I have, because um, right now we're being hosted free for uh, one of our good friends, uh, and he's hosting us here in Bangkok while showing us around, and uh, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for him. That's a good point. That's a fair point. So tell me uh, just a little bit about your background, like a brief five minutes introduction of what how, you, doing, how yeah. you managed to end up into this position. Sure, sure. So I guess it all starts when I was 18. Okay. So I was working as a wine uh, specialist at a supermarket called Waitrose. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. Um, yeah, you know, selling wines, whatnot. And uh, I, one day I was fed up of working for someone else, so I dropped out um, and I started uh, doing Minecraft servers and I started um, selling like in-game items. And that was working out really well. Uh, I was young, I was about 17, 18, and I was making like $300 a month just from that. And it was enough just to, you know, pay for fuel, pay for food, pay for, you know, alcohol. Well, that's not um, bad. <laughs> so, and then I, I went to university um, decided it wasn't for me, so I dropped out. I actually was cheating on my exams because in the meantime I was doing some freelancing. So by cheating, I mean I was paying for like other people to do my work while I could focus on my side hustle, which then eventually turned into my main hustle. And then when I dropped out, I decided just to travel the world. Uh, I hired my best friend and helped. Uh, we basically just traveled the world together and, and grow our business. So would you say that your turning point was when you were playing Minecraft, doing something mm-hmm. that you love doing and also making money? Is that where something clicked inside your mind and you realized? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, it was crazy to live in this world where it's so easy to make money online. Like you can, in any niche, like gaming was obviously, people were doing YouTube videos and I, dab- I dabbled in that, but it was... It's, it's crazy to, to see how easy it is to make money online. And I just looked into to different things and managed to, to grow into an actual business. 
So what do you do as a business then? So right now I run a social media marketing agency and also I do some freelancing with some influencers. So I just, I just dibble and dabble in different uh, areas of business. Um, so I also have a, where I'm from in Cheltenham in the UK, I have a car wrapping company. So we saw like a, a niche in the market and we struck it in the Cotswolds and uh, we opened that up uh, last, uh, last year. Um, and it's been running for about, yeah, a year now. It's been opened and it's, yeah, going great, enjoying it. And it's, it's cool to be into a different area of business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. Is there a reason why you started these businesses or is it just because like you saw an opportunity in them? Yeah, I mean, I saw an opportunity with them. So one of my friends that is running it, uh, his name's Ross, um, he loves cars and he saw this gap in the market. So he approached me and we kind of partnered on it. And then we s- explored for an investor. Um, we, we got investment, oh, I think, of about half a million pounds and decided to, to do this in the Cotswolds and start uh, building this this experience rather than you go get your car wrapped, change your color, and that's kind of it. We have a whole experience where it's like a, a members club almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, ima- I imagine that the customers are like luxury, right? Yeah, for sure. Like we're, we're voted one of the best work spaces in uh, the Cotswolds just because of our working environment is so um, sleek and cool Um, and of course that helps with employee motivation and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So where do you see like yourself or your business in let's say two, three, five years in the future? Um, To be honest with you, I I have no idea. I'm just, I like to play things in the present and just, you know, just take one day at a time. Um, At the moment, I don't know where I want to be. but right now I'm just happy going along day by day. And I know that's probably not wise to do, but it's how I've kind of grown up and did my whole business. Um, so I think that's kind of what I'm doing. Well, if you're happy and if it works for yourself, I mean, there's no need to actually think that you're not doing the right thing, is it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And I, I think m- many people can tell you how to do business and how to be your life, but then again, you're just gonna become another white sheep and follow the, the you know the, the herd so it's not yeah i mean it's you just got to do it yourself and see how things go i think it's very worth mentioning that you're only 24 so that plays a huge role in a way you are approaching things right both business wise yeah. fun wise for sure yeah i mean I, I i don't know but i never considered myself as a of a smart guy or anything like that but um i don't think age is has to do with anything in business. I think the younger you are and the, the sooner you start a business or just try things is, it's gonna, let's say in thir- when you're 30, you're gonna have all this experience and these lessons that you've learned. Even if you fail at them, you're gonna still learn from that and fails equal successes in my eyes. Yeah, I would say, especially when you fail, you'll learn way more. Mm-hmm, exactly. Riz, we work together, so I kind of know how you started, but can you tell the audience uh, what tools or what platform platforms you've used in the first days when you started freelancing? Sure, so um, when I started freelancing I used um, a website called Fiverr.com and it's a great tool for freelancers looking to start um, their hustle and basically you can offer services and um, grow from that, uh, anything from $5. So um, I self-taught SEO and uh, SEO is basically stands for search engine optimization and it's the process of uh, making websites uh, more friendly to rank higher in Google, Bing, Yahoo, those search engines, stuff like that. 
So I used a lot of free blogs online and YouTube especially. Um, but tool-wise, I didn't really use anything really dramatic that I had to pay for or anything. It was all free sources online. Um, and like the, you know, the internet is basically a free library. So it's, it's easy to learn and pick up free tools. 100% I agree with that. I think it's just a matter of actually realizing what you want to do and then you have everything for yourself, as you said, even free or like very, very cheap. Oh yeah, exactly, yeah. Would you say that you are happy with what you're doing right now? Or do you want to like in the future just change the niche? I think I'm happy, yeah, with what I'm doing right now. Um, I, I'm enjoying serving my clients um, and helping them succeed. Uh, before it was all about scale, so how many clients I can get uh, and turn them around quickly. So uh, when I was freelancing, it was like, I, I, within four years of freelancing, I did about 14,000 clients. That's amazing. It was like I sold to about 80% of the world. But then obviously the, the value of those clients are really low. Um, so right now I'm, I'm only working with probably 50 to 100 clients with my agency and they're obviously paying more and they're getting more value from that. And we can give them more value, of course. Mm -hmm. Do you have a model as a business? Do I have a model? Yeah. No, <laughs> not really, no. So we, basically, we have a small team and we just kind of play off each other. Um, so right now as I'm like traveling while focusing on other things, uh, I have someone running the, the main business and kind of just keeping me up to date with things and we'll just talk about how to um, improve things and how we can scale things on a weekly basis so we don't really we don't really plan for the future but it's also it's it's kind of right to do that because in the space that we work with social media it's ever-changing right uh, I'll take my time I mean you should take your time and answer the following question which is what experience are you most grateful for it can be business family anything that you are the most grateful for or top things that you are grateful for okay top things I'm grateful for probably number one my family I would say they've, they're, especially my mom, she's always right and she teaches me a lot, even if I don't listen. She's always right at the end of the day. Um, my dad especially, he, he also helps with his work, work ethic, so he kind of taught me um, the value of work and the hustle of everything. I'm also very grateful for my friends and like people being friends and networking with everyone, it's a huge help with me, to help push me and I, I don't like being alone. Um, like, don't get me wrong, being alone to focus on yourself, like meditation is great. But when you're with people, it's just, you know, you just, with the same mindset, you just push off each other. And it's great to, to help drive forward. Um, like right now, I'm, I'm working with Luke. He's kind of my business partner, but also like documenting my journey, kind of like uh, Gary V style. And he's, he's helping me drive the business forward also over here. Okay, so you mentioned your good relationships both with your uh, mother and father. I would be very curious to know if they were happy with your decision of dropping out of uni or... That's a good one. What, <laughs> how did they feel at the time? Um, well, I, I actually lied to them. <laughs> oh, so I, I dropped out. I dropped out in year two. So the university is like three years average. So I had three years. Um, and I dropped out in the second year and I basically said to my parents that I'm going to come home um, and do the course just, just so I can save some money because it was in London it was expensive so um, yeah I did it back from home at my parents house and little did they know I was I dropped out of university or I got caught for cheating so I dropped out of university and then um, I was just hustling and then it was a matter of I think a few months when my mum and dad kind of realised 
that I wasn't going to university. And then they were wondering, why are you spending 12 hours a day working in your room on, on university, as they thought. Um, and then I, I showed them my monthly income from it and they were kind of blown away. My, my mum didn't really believe it. <laughs> but um, yeah, then I kind of, I was like buying cars and being very materialistic and stuff like that. And it's, then they kind of realized what I was doing. Um, that it was paying off almost and I think they're really proud now and uh, they wouldn't have you know changed their decision of what they've done well actually this is the most important thing because obviously at the beginning with all the uncertainty you're actually scared as a parent because you want to see your child like growing and doing something with his life and most probably in that moment they were scared of it but right now if they're proud this is the most important thing isn't it yeah exactly and I mean like with the with parents too they're often brought up a certain way so they, they have to um, push what they want for you so often what they they dream of to to their children so my dad really wanted me to go to university so I did and I didn't want to disappoint him so I I lied and obviously I regret that but um, yeah I'm I'm sure that he he's completely fine with it now knowing that I've built a business from it and 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 I'll successful from it definitely uh, I wanted to dive a, a little bit into traveling because I know you are a travel junkie. How many how many <laughs> countries have you traveled in so far? I think I've been to 41 countries now. Which one would you say that stays to your heart like it's your favorite one and you would like to move there maybe sometimes in like five years or so? Um, I love Asia. So anywhere in Asia, Thailand especially. Um, and I'm thinking of um, maybe in the future moving here and seeing the the life here for a few months um but other other than that i think canada is a, a toronto is probably one of my favorite places but the winters are just too cold i think it's like negative it gets to negative like 30 or something right mm -hmm. um toronto has a big place in my heart i love that place but uh other than that i think london i would like to live also back back there again um I'm, i just love cities to be honest and i love exploring the cultures there and eating their food. <laughs> Do you have like a goal uh, with visiting as many countries as you can or not really just go with the flow? Yeah, so me and Luke, we're, we're traveling to every single country in the world. Um, and which I think by the end of 2020, we'll, we'll be completed Europe. So travel to every country in Europe. How many countries do you yeah. have left? It's half. So we've done 50% of Europe. It's, I think it's about 20. That's the plan. So travel to every country in the world. Unfortunately, we can't break a world record because um, it, it's already been done by the youngest person so but that's the plan we we want to travel to every country in the world and how, how old was the, the youngest person I think 19 for male and then it's like 21 I think for a female I would be very curious to know if they were working a nine-to-five or just <laughs> were self-employed or owning <laughs> business I one of them I think their parents funded it so it's yeah, yeah that's like kind of easy <laughs> but there was yeah, yeah, like yeah, 200 countries in the world isn't it is it yeah just under so it's 195 or six countries in the world but here's the thing like if another country is somehow formed um it'll be a rush for everyone to get there to be the first person to you know hit every country in the world in like 2020 or something like that you can imagine it's it's an excitement yeah to visit country. definitely what would you say is yeah, different in Asia compared to like London business-wise? Do they operate um, differently? It's a lot of digital nomads here. Mm -hmm. Is that what you mean? Like people yeah. running businesses? Um, yes, yeah, a lot of digital nomads here. Um, 
especially like Chiang Mai, Bangkok, where I'm now currently. Um, and everyone is, everyone's hustling. Like you just walk into a Starbucks and it's, you got all these British guys on their laptops hustling, you know, I love to see that. <laughs> it's like a co-working space wherever you go. Mm -hmm. um, I'm yet to network with those guys, but like I, we hosted some events, like we hosted one last night, we got like 15 people to come. And it's just basically where we talk to similar mindset people. It's often people that travel, but um, we spoke with some entrepreneurs. One's a software developer. He's 22 from Turkey, and he lives here, and he just hustles and enjoys the, the party life. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. What's the main reason for which people choose Asia in general? Is it like, is it cheaper to live there? Is it more balanced in terms of... Or the of lifestyle, <laughs> or the people. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's kind of both. Like, the people are so nice. Like, Thailand's slogan is, uh, I think it's the land of smiles or something because everyone, everyone's so positive. I would say 90% 90 90 of people, they're so positive, we're so respectful. Um, the food is cheap and it's, it's yummy and the, the, you know, it's always hot and nice. Um, I think loads of people retire here just because of that. And it's, it's such a positive um, atmosphere to be around. Like they're radiating positive energy and you're getting it back. So you're, you're outputting positive energy as well. So it's, it's a great place to be. I can imagine. Would you enjoy retiring there as well? Uh, I could imagine so, yeah. I don't really want to retire, I don't think, because I think I'll be too bored. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, th I can imagine I would retire somewhere like this. What's your definition of awareness? Would you consider yourself an aware person in terms of your um, relationship with yourself? Yes and no. I mean, I fairly, I'm, I'm a go-with-the-flow person. You know, I'm very easy, relaxed going. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think I know myself as a person and what I kind of want in life, even if I can't really describe it. But it's, yeah, I, I think I know myself fairly well and uh, know what makes me happy and make my life more positive. What's, the, what's one thing that you actually enjoy and love about yourself and what's one thing that you don't like that much and you would, let's say, like to improve? Or change. Or change. Um, I get a lot from my friends that I'm like funny and I love making people laugh, um, especially new people. Um, probably one thing I don't like, um, appearance-wise, I don't like my height. I, I could, <laughs> I wish I was six foot, but um, I'm just, <laughs> just under. <laughs> but that's nothing that you can change, is it? Yeah, you can't change that. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm just positive for the person who I am, and yeah, I. I Honestly, I'm, I'm who I am and that's what you're going to get, really. So I can't really change anything about it. It's just my personality and my appearance. Right, fair enough. Uh, coming back to the business subject. Uh, judging mm -hmm. by your success so far, you said that you started at 18, 17, 18, so six years so far. Did you have any mentors or what kind of uh, content did you consume in order to obviously keep your mind sane and to keep improving? Sure. So. I had mentors in life, but I didn't know that they were mentors. Mentors. So obviously my parents, for one, they obviously teaching me life lessons. Um, but my, one of my ex-girlfriend's dad was a brand consultant, and he runs this um, branding agency. And I was interning there for, I think, two months or so, three months, before we obviously me and her broke up, but uh, he taught me a lot about business and he's a really incredibly smart guy and he's taught me a lot and I don't think I'll be successful without his kind of 
preaching to me almost. But um, yeah, he taught. He just taught me a lot about how failures are uh, good, and you shouldn't dwell on them. So don't turn um, uh, one wrong into two wrongs. So if you fail at something, don't be down about it. I mean, obviously it's going to keep you down, but it's good that you failed and you can learn from it and it won't happen again. Do you think uh, that you have read a book or listened to a podcast that actually um, just changed completely your perspective yeah. about business or about life? Um, so I, I don't actually read any books. <laughs> I, I think I read one book at school, but that's the only book I've ever read. So I'm dyslexic, so I can't, it's not, it's not easy for me to read a book. Mm -hmm. um, But podcasts, I love them, and it's great to, to listen to people's stories, I find. And uh, storytelling is great to obviously learn stories from um, and information. So I listen to a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk's, uh, I'm sure everyone's heard of him, uh, his like weekly V show, that's great, and Stephen Bartlett as well, which I believe, I th have you both met, I think? Uh, I met him. Or just you, Pascal. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, you know, he's an incredible person. Uh, I would love the pleasure one day to meet him. Um, but yeah, they, they radiate positive energy, which I love because it just make it just motivates me even more to work harder. And they are in the same business as you are, social media marketing. Yeah, they're in similar, um, as in, I wouldn't say they're competitors, but they're very similar um, businesses. So in a way, they are your mentors as well, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah, right. Would you consider being rich as something selfish? Um, yes and no. I mean, lots of people will be rich and their personalities change about that. And I know that because I've done that before. And I, I look down on people and be like, you know, like, come on, right? Step up your game. But people aren't giving a helping hand in life as much as you are. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say I would say no, but it's honestly the, the way you treat other people. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. whenever you start taking advantage of the fact that you are wealthy and you have mm. money, in order to control other people and not contribute to their lives, I think that's when it becomes a bit selfish. Exactly, yeah, I couldn't agree more. What do you think uh, about the whole entrepreneurship culture at the moment, especially on social media? What's your take on it with all the yachts, all the girls, all the goals? <laughs> well, everyone's trying to be Kim Kardashian and, you know, <laughs> it's funny for me to see that, but, you know, I just, it's, you know, they do, They do them, it's okay for them to do it. But it's like, it's a fake reality that they live. Like their, their life lives around um, Instagram and they want to impress their friends and show, wow, look at my life, it's, it's awesome. I have this Gucci belt, I have this Gucci bag, I got to flex it all, um, I'm on holiday, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's crazy and you know, they, they also like, photoshopping their, their body and their figures like come on that's not real it's you're giving people fake realities of the person that you really are and it's just get, at the end of the day it will make you more insecure exactly I think it's all about yeah. that they are just reflecting their own insecurities onto the world without even realizing most of the time exactly it's because these people are like you know they see their friends doing they see celebrities doing it so you know people want to be these celebrities so they'll you know do it as well right uh, I'll I will dive into a different kind of subject. Obviously, now living in a, in another country, uh, I would like to ask you roughly how is a day in life for Rhys? What's happening in like a normal day, day now? Sure. So usually what we do is we, we wake up, 
I don't really have a set wake up time as long as it's before like 8 a.m. Do some we do some work. Uh, we plan out what we're going to do for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, then we we usually head grab some breakfast, then to Starbucks. We put in usually three four hours of work. Often for me, it's typing a lot of messages, a lot of emails on my phone. And then we'll shoot a video of the day. So right now we're doing like an Instagram branding series where we talk about um, how to like, the first episode is how to build your personal brand on Instagram. And we just talk around, we walk around Bangkok and we basically talk about this this stuff. Um, And then usually it's just relaxing at the end of the day, uh, kind of detoxing from the work. Um, Then gym again that's kind of a meditation for me um, gets my mind out of things and gets it actually working sometimes uh, if I need to detox and de-stress mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so would you say you're using fitness and going to the gym as a tool to keep you on track yeah definitely I mean but I have I, l- I love seeing results and like building building like muscle and obviously looking feeling good is a great way to also help the way you your mindset works mm-hmm. um and be happier with who you are um yeah and again it, it helps with thinking and motivation and while you're at the gym you're 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 often thinking about lots of you know motivation and helps you with uh, understanding some work and and de-stress mm-hmm. yeah. do you think that you have currently good habits that actually help you uh succeed and just achieve what you're trying to achieve or you think you, you can improve then in, in a way uh so habits to help succeed yes like i don't know maybe cold shower or meditation or waking up early in the morning stuff like that i think i think long walks help exercise as well um but cold showers is something i i struggle to do <laughs> um unless i'm obviously sweating a lot uh after a hot day but i think habits such as eating healthy, drinking lots of water, um, being healthy with your, your body and, and the way you treat yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good um, to help push your work ethic higher. Mm-hmm. Were you always like this or did you develop this uh, perspectives, perspectives upon a healthy life throughout your journey? Yeah, I think it, it kind of comes with trial and error. So it's like before I was just eating you know, bad food uh, drinking loads of alcohol and it would obviously it's not it's not good for you and you it, you like after drinking after you I'm sure people know how it feels you're hungover it's you'll feel so run down and lazy it's not a good feeling and after you do that so so often it's it's a matter of time before you're like I'm no I don't want to feel like this again and I you know won't drink to to feel like it because you basically drinking you lose a whole day the next day of work yeah true and you usually get caught up in like a bad cycle where you eat bad food and then maybe you sleep oh, yeah, yeah, way definitely. more than you were supposed to and then you miss your alarm clock and then you go, don't go to the gym and you get caught up in a whole cycle yeah you, you ruin a whole day of what you could have been doing is it's awful <laughs> talking about healthy habits and about living a healthy and long life would you consider uh, immortality uh, something selfish no I would I would love to live forever well I would love to live forever but I can choose when I die um, uh, okay if that makes sense I think it's I think it'd be cool to see where mankind is going like we're going to Mars soon and it's crazy that that's come around so quickly um, yes I would love to go to Mars why that's, why is that I love like space and, and time and everything so it'd be it, I think it'd be crazy just to leave 
what we've called home for so many years to to go to another planet and witness that that'd be incredible and hopefully i can meet elon musk there <laughs> i believe that's the main reason isn't it <laughs> <laughs> i do love the guy <laughs> who doesn't i really love his approach on life in general whenever he tweets no matter how i feel whenever i see one of his tweets i'm like laughing out loud yeah he just he doesn't seem to he doesn't seem to care he, he has a open mind so kind of just speaks his mind and it's great and it's it's difficult to do that when you have a, a public company because yeah you know like he was on the joe rogan's podcast he smokes weed i think and his stock dropped he's yeah. like come on um but yeah it's cool that he's he's kind of changing the game and he's another great example of give, he, like he was giving the autopilot and the safety features of the tesla for free he didn't patent them so other companies could use them to help better their customers He's very, um, I'm not sure what the word is, but he's very uh, selfless, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's really actually hard, I believe, in his situation to actually be the person who you truly are and in the same time not being, uh, I don't know, judged by media or if you're being judged, not like ruining all your business or all your life in general. Exactly, yeah. So it's really hard to actually find that balance. And I believe this is the, the main goal that we should all focus on just finding who we truly are and just living the best life that we we, we can exactly everyone should be uh, preaching that pretty much what's your what's your um take on work hard play harder i think everything has a balance in life so i think if you put in 12 hours of work you should get 12 hours break even if it's you shouldn't take it obviously in one go but you know take it at the weekend or whatever but um Especially with the, the party aspect, it, it's great to meet people, network, even if you don't, you know, club and you don't have to dance, just go to bars and meet people. It's, it's cool to, to hear other people's stories and learn from them. And I, I, did, I did that a lot, like, you know, working all week and then not obviously living for the weekend or living to, to go out cause I, and then just, you know, partying on the weekend is fun. Right. Do you, do you think that it's actually better? Or, I mean, it's very subject, subjective anyways. But would you rather have, uh, let's say, um, you go out once in a while, like once a week, and you have fun, but not like mm -hmm. extreme fun, or would you prefer to go out, let's say, once uh, every one, two months, but then just go really extreme? No, I, I prefer, you know, when I feel like it, then I'll go out. It's, it's a matter of how well has my week gone, I think. So I think it's great to celebrate your successes and with friends as well. So after like a week of hard work, um, especially that we, for example, like when we came to Thailand, we had a great few days of work. So you're like, you know, let's go celebrate and have some drinks and kind of detox from it. So it's it's fun to do that. Yeah, and I think with happiness as well, if it's, if it's fun, why are you not gonna do it? I think it's all this culture where, I think Gary Vee has first started the hustle culture, which was, probably uh, understood not as correctly in a way that people think that you have to work 100 hours a week week on week, yeah, on yeah. week without mm -hmm. taking any breaks now used to be like that mm -hmm. and it literally took me probably like three weeks to burn out and realize that it's not sustainable no it's not and like take it from me i was working 12 hours days no no non-stop even weekends and it was it took a massive toll like you you don't see your people that you love and it's all little and it's it's stressful you're staring at a screen constantly which is 
you know, physically damage my eyesight. So it's, you just got to be careful when everything has a balance, you know, just make sure that you're always not missing goals and you're pushing for more. And then again, celebrate, celebrate them. Yeah, I think it's all just a matter of self-awareness, as we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay, I'll address you the last question, and I want you to take your time and to digest everything. So, mm-hmm. imagine that you are on your deathbed, and right next to you is the best version of yourself looking at you. You see and comprehend what you could have become. How would you feel about yourself and your life in that particular moment? Oh, man. Um, so if I'm on my deathbed and the best version of myself, I'm looking at the best version of myself, did you say? Yes, the, the best person that you could have become is looking at in your eyes. How would you feel in that moment? And I didn't become that person? Well, you choose that. Oh man, this is hard. <laughs> Take your time. No need to rush. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so I'm sat on my deathbed. Uh, the best version of myself is there. I would try my best to ignore that person and just try to focus on my life as a whole. If that makes sense. I don't. I wouldn't want to know what I could have been. Just being grateful for who I was at that time through through my life. You. I wouldn't want to die on my, you know, my deathbed. Upset. I would like. I like my last moments to be happy and to whoever was around me hopefully my family or whatever i could i could see them for the last time don't forget that you mentioned that you will want to choose when to die so exactly <laughs> you will know exactly <laughs> i get to choose when i uh, can die well you said, you that. said that when i asked the questions about the immortality oh <laughs> oh if i'm if i'm a more uh immortality yes then i would I guess I can choose, so I I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, take hundreds of years till you decide that, yeah, I had enough. Yes. yes, maybe when I'm on Mars or another planet or something. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Reese, can you please let our audience where they can find you? Yeah, let on them you know where they can find you and also uh, just once again briefly explain what your business does and how you can help people. Yes, of course. So I run a business called Blackhorn. It's a digital marketing agency focusing in social media and PR. We help small businesses grow and make them bigger. Um, I'm also an Instagram growth hacker, so if you're looking to grow your Instagram profile, I'm also the guy to do that. Um, you can find me and follow me on Instagram at Reese underscore Larkin, so R-E-E-C-E underscore L-A-R-K-I-N. Cool, that's great. It was a pleasure hearing your story. Yeah, really grateful for you. Thank you guys. Having you here. I'm, I'm so grateful too. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. Yeah.